Use Your Illusion 2 is the fourth studio album by the American hard rock band Guns N' Roses. Uh, the album was released on September 17th, 1991, the same day as its counterpart, Use Your Illusion 1. Both albums were released in conjunction with the Use Your Illusion tour. Uh, bolstered by the lead single, You Could Be Mine, Use Your Illusion 2 was the slightly more popular of the two albums, selling 770,000 copies in its first week and debuting at number one on the US charts. Uh, the Use Your Illusion 1 uh, sold 685,000 in its first week. Uh, it's the last Guns N' Roses album to feature rhythm guitarist Izzy Stradlin. Uh, it also includes Civil War, the last track to feature drummer Stephen Adler in any capacity. Uh, the album, along with the counterpart of the album, was the last Guns N' Roses album to feature original material until 2008's album uh, Chinese Democracy, and all of this shit is out of date because they're doing stuff now again. Brad, you're obviously the greatest Guns N' Roses fan of all time. Good evening. Of, of all time. Um, yeah. All time. Absolutely. All time. I could name two members of, or maybe three members of the band. Axel Rose, when this came out, Axel Rose. Yeah. Slash, don't know Slash's real name. Duff McKagan. McKagan? McKagan? Yeah. Uh, Oh, you just said Stephen Adler, so I'll say he's the drummer. Yeah, I told you the last one too. um, ah, Some guitar guy. Mick Taylor. Is he? No. Is he? Is he Stradlin? Is he Stradlin? Is he Stradlin? I Z Z Y. Okay. Yeah, you got them. All right. Yeah. Apart so from the go. one I told you, you. You told me two of them. Uh, I told you one of them. Yeah. Look, uh, the, if people want to know my thoughts on Guns and Roses, I think I never bought albums in the heyday right when they came out i was too young for this shit man when this came out in 91 i was still listening to rock set and you know like dancing around like a 11 year old would but again as we've spoken many times i have an older brother he bought these and so through osmosis i heard them uh, i knew the songs i remember the video for november rain trip a journey of Michael Jackson proportions. Uh, so yeah, definitely aware of them, but uh, yeah, never never bought albums. You, on the other hand, you must have been. This would be right up your, right down your throat, right? No, no. Oh. <laughs> I was a Metallica, <laughs> Megadeth, Slayer kind of guy at the time. Oh, you were heavy. Uh, Someone gave me a dub copy of Appetite for Destruction. I thought it was pretty good. It was all right. Mm. It's okay. I don't know if I wanted to like it that much because I was into heavier stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? I was like a stupid teenager that had prejudices. That's not my genre kind of thing. Right. So you you were heavier when this came out, and I was definitely lighter. But we were both aware of its presence. I, uh, I thought they were great. I thought they had cool songs. I thought um, I thought 
Sweet Child of Mine. Thought that was an amazing song. I thought, you know, all that stuff is amazing. Uh, but I was but into heavier one, stuff. So use your illusion too. Why did you pick this one over? You could have you could have pulled off the double album and we would and I would have done it. But you specifically said blue. Why? Well, sure I working. thought we should do an album at a time and sort of stretch this shit out. Or we're going to run out of albums. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, bl- the blue one, this was the album I did buy when it came out. Like when Illusion 1 and 2 came out, again, hysteria. It was madness. It was Guns and Roses everywhere. Mm, yeah. And this was the one I bought. And at the time, you know, you're a teenager. You had to buy albums back then. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money. So you had to mm. kind of choose carefully. And I remember with this, is I got it because it had You, sh- uh, you Could Be Mine. That was mm. that was had to have that one, and I was kind of bummed that it didn't have November Rain on it. Yeah, that was on that's it. So, so looking, that, mm. I'm, like to just to back up your point, I'm sitting here looking at the track listings between the two. Abs, abs, like November Rain's the the only huge song that I think on that on the orange one on Use Illusion one, right? Yeah. Don't cry. Sure, it was a big single, but you kind of get a version of that on blue. Other yeah, they're both that, fine. Yeah, "Live and Let Die" was a shitty cover. I like that. Um, ah, it's garbage. That's better than "Knocking on Heaven's Door." Okay, man. All right, I'll give you that. But "Knocking on Heaven's Door" it, it solidified to the masses who Axl Rose was. You know, he was just going full. Axel, you know, the wine of Axel, right? And that song, I remember being all over the radio. Everybody, mm-hmm. when you say knocking on heaven's door, they go, oh, yeah, that Guns N' Roses classic. They don't go, oh, the Bob Dylan banger from 1974, <laughs> you know? Yep. like, And it's got a killer guitar soul. Like, they definitely made it their own. Um, so, yeah, you can't, you, you can't sort of discount it. That's good. But then, you know, as you say, Civil War, um, Estranged. My God, that's a good song. Right? Yep. Epic. Right. Nine minutes of it. So good. I mm-hmm. like, I'd only just, like, before you wanted to do this album, that song had been on my high rotation. So it was on my top song. Yes. You know, Spotify gives you your top songs of the year or whatever. Estranged was in there. And again, I'm not a big GNR guy. Right? I wouldn't often chuck them on. But that song, for some reason, has got it all. Everything to me that sums up, like now if I think of good Guns N' Roses that I want to listen to, you know you know what to expect. You got your Axel, but then production-wise on these two albums, you got the the rhythm section is so good, right? Like the, the drums and the bass sound. Fantastic. And then you layer on top of that this brilliant Les Paul solos of Slash. It's all going to work, right? So mm-hmm. Estrange had all of that, and it was like a new song to me. And so I just played it over and over again because I didn't hear it when it came out. So listen to it recently. I'm like, this is magic. For me, Guns N' Roses was always, I bought a single I don't know, in like the year 2000, and on that single it had November Rain, 
Sweet Child of Mine and uh, fuck, what was the third song? Had a third one, one of their other hits. And that was kind of GNR, you know, GNR hits. So to hear that song was great. And then when you said, let's do that album, I was like, well, that's the best song on this album by far for me on Blue. What about You Could Be Mine? You like that one? Yeah, good song. Absolutely link it to Terminator 2, right? Like it was yeah. the theme song and the music video, Arnie's there. He's got the fucking roses and the shotgun and all that. Like brilliant. Sort of down and dirty, but not as down and dirty as Appetite for Destruction. More digestible, but definitely not the best song on the album. It's by far estranged, you know? And even if if we brought over the song from the orange usual illusion one we brought november rain over i think estranged is still the better song big call mm. but that's what i think it was tough to choose but the blue album was the one i went with yeah but uh, i have to say i didn't finish my story i was rudely interrupted oh, sorry carry on um i listened to it for a while and then i took it back to the second hand shop and I traded it with another album <laughs> and got a Megadeth album, I think, from memory. <laughs> I got rid Sweet. of it because I couldn't get over all the jangly honky-tonk piano all over this album. Like, it really mm. annoyed me. <laughs> what do you think of the jangly honky-tonk piano? Were you into it? No, I didn't like it. I want yeah. rhythm section, bass drums. Epic guitar solos, crunchy power chords, wailing singing. That's what I want. So do you know the story of the jangly piano? No, but I'm sure you're going to fill me in. Yeah, so apparently what happened is Axel Rose was just wanted to be a rock star all his life, right? But never really believed it was going to happen. And he was on a bad path. He was doing drug, drugs and alcohol and things, right? And Appetite for Destruction was a huge hit. And all of a sudden, Axel went, holy cow, I am a rock star now, and I want to keep this going the rest of my life. And he got rid of all the drugs. I think he uh, got rid of the drugs the old-fashioned way by smoking and whiskey. <laughs> he kept that stuff, mm. but he got rid of mm. the drugs. But And Izzy Stradlin, the other guy, was a farm boy who, when he was in the band, he didn't like the drug taking that was going on. Mm. And so he and Axel actually kind of banded together, apparently. And it was the bass player Duff Slash and the drummer who were going really deep into drugs. And so when they were making the Illusion albums, they said progress was hampered by the fact that the bass player would be out of his mind on drugs. So they would send him to rehab and they had to shut down for a while. And then when he would come back, the guitar player would be on drugs. So they'd have to send him to rehab and everything would shut down for a while. And then when he would come back, the drummer was in rehab and they had to shut down for a while. And it kept on going like that. And Axel was getting really frustrated. So Axel started doing a lot of work on the albums without slash and duff around. And you get a lot of jangly piano because of it. Mm. But you all, and this is where all the tensions were starting to build, where Axel was getting pissed off with these druggies in his band. Um, and uh, November Rain, all that orchestra, 
Mm. None of it's real. It's all Axel doing layers and layers of keyboards. All of that's oh, wow. keyboards. Didn't know that. Yeah, so this is really Axel spending a lot of the time by himself in the studio with the band missing, creating oh. these songs. And um, yeah, you get a lot of Axel I, on this and a little less of everybody else, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, if if, if that's what it takes to be, ah, and they were the biggest band in the world for a brief period, yep. then good on them. You know, he's got to be a bit of a megalomaniac to make it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was tensions like, that when Slash would return, Axel had brought in his friends to do guitar parts and Slash was coming back going, hang on, am I getting replaced? And tensions got worse and worse from there. I did People think it was upset. weird reading the liner notes of this record. Remember when we used to have those liner notes to read through of yeah. this album? And it had under the thank yous, it said, thanks to Slash for the melodies, you know, or for the thanks for the leads or something like that. Mm. And it just makes you go, oh, okay. So I guess, I mean, you can tell that it was the, what, the band broke up pretty soon after this one, didn't they? Like as in the original Yeah, I think members. they finished the tour. On the tour, there was a lot of famous walk off the stages from Axel and Axel was getting the blame for oh, yeah. all of these things. Riots were happening. But um, I was reading Slash's autobiography, and everything was tinted, tilted towards Slash's favour, but when you read between the lines, I really got on Axel's side. Mm. <laughs> um, and plus I've read things that Axel said about this period, and Slash and the others were so fucked up on drugs, they could barely perform. And so Axel would refuse to go on stage until they had sobered up. And that would delay the concerts. Mm. And then, you know, when Slash was finally able to get on stage and play, uh, they were a couple hours late. And then, I don't know, technical difficulties had happened and Axel would get fed up and walk off. And Axel kind of got the blame for everything. But I I started Mm. really seeing his side of of things. He was in a band with junkies who weren't taking it seriously. And Axel was the one kind of getting the blame. That's how I kind of see it. People will disagree, but yeah, that's your podcast. You can say what you want. You know, you have. A I mean, obviously, I'm coloured by the fact that I've been a long-term fan and friend of of Axel. I mean, mm. golf on Tuesday, Axel. Golf on Tuesday. Sure, yeah. a fantastic golf. So take me with a grain of salt. Mm. But yeah, and what? No, they did the. Did this was the spaghetti incident after this? Yeah, yeah, the whole cover album. So I think I kind of wonder with this one when they did a double album, are they trying to and release them as two singles albums? Mm. I'm wondering if they're trying to fill up the record deal to get out of it and then the cover album spaghetti incident fulfill our contract and get the shit over with. Yeah, 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 fair call, but. Yeah. I mean, they did like they, but they were on top of the world with this album. You know, I remember the music videos being everywhere. November Rain, especially. You know, Slash in front of the church and the dude diving into the wedding cake. But then, Don't Cry had a big single as well, right? Big video as well, right? Same. Yep. You could be mine. Had the Terminator tie-in. Mm. What else came? 
video-wise. Civil War, no, but that was a single, wasn't it? Or is that just a radio hit? I think that was a radio hit. Don't cry, definitely. Yeah, Live and Let Die, that was a single. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, but they were everywhere, so it was theirs to lose, you know. I and mean, if they were already a band that was breaking up when they recorded it, I guess they did well to hide that fact during the touring cycle to a point, you know. So they got their singles out, it sold, it made money, right? They made bank, and then they're out. They had five mega singles for these two albums coming out at the same time and everybody was just trying to get the cash together to, to buy them like they were the biggest mm. thing out at the time yeah, everyone totally. loved them yeah. axel but was a is... thing of controversy the way he dressed and the way he sung and people were yeah well fucking you know, i mean how where do you where do you get off or where do you discover that you can sing like Axel Rose, you know, like, where do you, you know, because he's got his low voice as well that he uses. At what mm. point in his career did he go, yeah, you know, like where, where do you get that from? Yeah, this is going <laughs> to work. If I sing through my fucking nose, we're going to take over the world, you know? He's got a huge range, oh, extremely high does. to extremely low. Great, great singer, but he's one of those voices that uh, it's not going to be perfect every night on stage, you know? <laughs> oh, but that's every fucking big singer, though. You know, the yeah, albums you yeah. nail it. On concert, people are just there to see you. But this, like, don't cry. It's don't cry, eh, where at the end he just takes it to the limit, to the to the point of taking the piss, where he's on that one note forever going, yeah, like, yeah, totally. But where do you get, you know, when you're, when you're, even when you're recording to go, all right, boys, I'm just, okay, we'll finish the song. I'm going to sit on this note for six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in the studio alone all by yourself, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, well, what the so, fuck can I do now? <laughs> Slash comes in in the morning and goes, I thought it was a fucking three minute song. How is it eight minutes now? <laughs> Oh, it's just I've one I've had note plenty for... of time to kill Slash while you were in rehab. <laughs> I just, I felt my lungs full of air and I thought I need to expel this in a single note. On and on and on. Oh, well, did you do a beautiful note? Nah, nah, I just shoved it out my nose as hard as I could, yeah. added a bit of reverb. Since, yeah. uh, since you've been resting, they invented a thing called Pro Tools and we can do this shit now. <laughs> Oh, great. All right. Perfect. Put it out as a single. Yeah, great <laughs> idea. They'll play it out on the radio. And they yep. did. But huge, huge hit album. That's a pity they didn't get along, but they got it back together again. They're, they're, they're making music again. Can't wait for the next album. Ugh. Honestly, don't care about current Guns N' Roses. You tried to um, sell me on uh, what was their comeback one, and it was just Axel, and it was all like their Chinese. Yeah, that's it. I gave that like half a listen, and it will never go back there again. Oh yeah, another review, another review. But this album, <laughs> how many songs are you going to skip on this one? How many good? Oh, how many see, are skippability. Skip? This this feels like a rerun of uh, skip back to a previous episode. Uh, Michael Jackson's bad where there's a lot of songs but not a lot of 
gold. You know, you've got to dig through the the quartz reef to expose the gold. So it's 14 songs, an hour and 15 minutes. I'm fucking, I'm not listening to an hour and 15 minutes of songs. I'm skipping through and like, I'm going to give, there's one song I'm going to give a pass. It's not the best version of it, but the don't cry with the alternate lyrics. Right. Let's talk about that for a minute. Don't cry. Big hit single, but it's on the other. It's on, it's on number one, mate. And so that's the one you'd heard on the radio. And so you get to this and you go, oh, alternate lyrics. I wonder if he goes deeper. It's just, they don't fit as well because you're used to hearing the single version that you've heard on the radio over and over again. So when you hear different lyrics, it doesn't feel right. But it's still this, it's kind of technically the same song, right? Is it the exact same music? I didn't check. I don't know. I can't tell them apart, to be honest. Well, you know, there's different words, though, right? I know there's. I mean, an it says in the lyrics, title. But I, yeah, but I don't like. This is the song. This is the version I listen to. You know what I mean? All right. Okay. I can't well, you really... see fear. All right. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, in that, for me, the the three song chunk of "Estranged," you could be mine. Don't cry. It's a solid piece of album, right there. Other than that, I'm kind of jumping all the way back to Civil War, which I don't want to hear more than once a day. Yeah, Civil War, good song, but it's not their best. Don't think they should have opened the album with it. Knocking on Heaven's Door, as I said earlier, they made it their own, so it's good. Other than that, yeah, I'm kind of skipping the rest, to be fair. You know? What say you, Savage? Yeah, I kind of feel, you know, you can say about a lot of albums and definitely with double albums, you can say like throughout half the songs, you got one good album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one feels like Civil War's good. It's not their best, but it's great. It's great, yeah. but it's not their best. Yeah. And then it's kind of a long drag. 14 years is mm-hmm. okay. De- Yesterday is okay. Get in the Rings is okay. Shotgun Blues is a bit shit. Breakdown's all right. Pretty tied up locomotive. From there on, it gets great. Pretty tight, mm. tied up locomotives. So fine. Oh, that's all right. The bass player gets to sing. Estranged, epic. You could be mine, epic. Don't uh, don't cry, epic. Mm. My world, we could have done without it. it. It's feel like the first half is pretty sluggish to get through, and the second half is where it kicks in. Yeah. But... I- they were just doing like songs like yesterday's. They were just doing GNR, you know, like it's got that, it's got the drum and bass thing, it's got the guitar, it's got Axel, but it doesn't. You got to have something special on top of all that, you know. You just can't have the sound and have it work, right? It's it's the, it's the you know if we do the Quincy Jones theory, you start mm-hmm. deleting the fourteen years and the yesterdays and the get in the rings and the shotgun blues. Mm-hmm. You whittle it down to the good ones, I think. And yeah. They could have done a tremendous single album, I think, but they not up to the, s- the standard of Appetite for Distraction. Yeah, I think it. Part of the point of splitting it over two albums was the controversy and the selling point and it was it was a talking point it made you know 
made the news, as it were. Like, oh, they're putting out a double album for the, this. Was their second album, right? Like, technically, if it was a double yeah. album. Well, they did that um, Guns N' Roses Lies in between. But they weren't, were they on top of the world after Use Your Illusion? Were they an instant big band before this came out? I reckon that this... Appetite was, they blew up, went huge, yeah. I, but yeah, I, I don't know, Sweet Child of Mine, sure, was a big radio hit, but I don't think they dominated the world until these albums. You know, this was their huge videos, massive tours. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. Oh, no, I think they think they went huge <laughs> with Appetite. Yeah, they sold a lot yeah. of records. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you hit your hit your Spotify's, this will tell us what GNR is getting the most listens, not just off this album, but overall. Well, what do you pick as the biggest song on this album? On this album, it's got to be. Yeah. Oh, fucking! I was about to say, oh, it's got to be November Rain, but that's off the other one. <laughs> uh you know what? For all I don't like it, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Heaven's Door. Really? Mm. Good guess. Four hundred and fifty-eight million, Woo! almost four fifty-nine. That's the biggest song. Oh, it's the place. It's the most Spotified song on this record. Yeah. That kind of blew me away. I wouldn't have picked that one. Yeah. So Civil War, 146 million. That's a big drop. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like 14 years, 23 million. Yesterday's 45 million. Get in the ring, 13 million. No one cared. You know, blah, blah, blah. No one cares. No one <laughs> cares. Sharply. Pretty tied up. I love that song. It only gets 14. Hmm. Uh, estranged only estranged is only 69 million. Oh, see, I think it one hurts. million of those would be me. Um, you could be mine, only 135. Wow, don't cry, 321, and the rest is kind of fuck off, basically, you know, yeah. by the standards of the other songs. Crazy, hey, knocking on heaven's door that did yeah. get blasted everywhere. Like, yeah, obviously still is, you know, if it's that high. Um, have you got, can you bring up like their overall, like as a band, what's their, it's got to be Sweet Child of Mine, right? Like, surely. Uh, Sorry to dead air it. I'm just curious. Click, and then I got to click. Type, type. I suppose I, oh, I could do it. Hang on, I got my phone. Yeah. Artists. Sweet Child of Mine, one billion. One point one seven billion. November Rain, six hundred and thirty million. Paradise City, seven twenty-seven. Uh Welcome to the Jungle, seven hundred and fifty-seven million. Yeah, I think it's gonna be appetite's gonna be the banger here. Yeah, welcome to the jungle, seven hundred and fifty-eight million. Paradise City, 727 million, or 28 million. Sweet Child of Mine, one point something billion. Wow. Oh, you cut out and I didn't even notice. Yeah, I tried to do that sneakily, but I popped back in. So again, two, twice on this episode, you have to. Uh, did you uh, hear that? 
sweet child, one billion something. I did, yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was with you for all that. Um, that was insane. Yeah, appetite well was above. enormous. Yeah, yeah, that's their big, their big gunner. Appetite for destruction, nineteen eighty-seven. So he would have been. This is the same year as Bad. Yeah, it's competing. Previous episode. Uh, yeah, so if you had to, if you were making a mixtape, would any of the, these songs have made it back in the day? Yeah, I think it'd be pretty much the second half of the album, Pretty Tied Up, Locomotive, oh, So wow. Fine, Estrange, You Could Be Mine, Don't Cry. I so might be stick one of those, Civil Wars in there. One of those rare mixtapes where one band fills up a whole half a tape. Yeah, it's kind of like side two is the good one. Side one, you might as well just, you know, just rewind back to the beginning of side two again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you're a yeah. super fan. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, I yeah. Like, yeah. But definitely Especially if some you're... of the good songs are at the beginning. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It hasn't I don't think the track listing well, they had to spread it out over two albums, you know. So I think it was more like go for the gimmick, not you know, a good, as you say, a good one, a good single album, which they could have easily done, right? Like, on, let me fucking bring this shit up. Like, if we, we go, use illusion one, right? So I'm picking, I'm picking. I'm gonna keep it real simple. We'll go. We'll put live and let die in there. Don't cry. Uh, back off, bitch, for a bit of controversy. November rain. That's it, right? I got four songs, and then if I jump to the second one, I got four. Then I got Civil War is five. Throwing Yesterday's six. Knocking on Heaven's Door seven, and then go eight, nine, ten. A strange you could be mine, and don't cry with alternate lyrics, right? So there's ten tracks that are all bangers. Right, there's boom. There's a solid single album. Why spread it over two when the rest is essentially filler? Uh, I think they're getting out of a record deal, Brad. <laughs> yeah, it's a band in the band in trouble, just going, oh god. Yeah, but do you think they went into this project thinking they were going to break up? No, they went into the project thinking we're awesome. And then through the process of making it went, oh, you're a bunch of fucking druggies. I don't like it. And yet they still went on a probably a two-year touring cycle before they stopped playing together. Yeah, I think definitely would have been a huge problem starting during the recording of these albums mm. and then spilling over into the tour and coming. Because they still made Spaghetti Incident after this, didn't they? Uh, yeah, you said that's a bunch of covers, though. So they could that could have been made while they were doing this, for all we know. Oh, where? Oh God, why did why is Spotify so fucking confusing sometimes? Well, it's how they albums and release albums, and oh, you just trying to. I got to scroll. I got to scroll. I got to scroll. I got to scroll. This is what this is what the listeners want to hear. Is us? Okay, so Spaghetti Incident was ninety three, so that's two years later. Oh, all right. Maybe they did go back in for it. And that was when 
that was when Slash got really pissed off about being replaced on a couple of songs. Because they did that song for, uh, what was Interview with the Vampire? And that was someone else playing guitar on there. Oh. Or Slash had to duplicate what somebody else had already done or something like that. On um, Sympathy for the Devil. Mm. Yeah, so they struggled on for a couple more years. Mm. So that would have been at the end of the tour. I think that was just end it. Let's end it. Yeah. Would you go and see current Guns N' Roses live? Like Fat Axel? Yeah, I saw them already. I saw Fat Axel singing for ACDC, and then I saw him uh, with uh, Reunited with Slash and Duff, and they had some other guitar player. And um, how was that? And the drummer was uh, the Chinese democracy drummer. Um, Mm -hmm. It was awesome. I was really into it. Loved it. It was uh, great. And I saw Axel on the Chinese Democracy. Yeah, he's mm. you know it's 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 it is it, it, it's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was fine. Right. Um, I was talking to your brother. He was like, I don't like it at all. He thought he yeah. thought Axel was terrible. I didn't notice anything. So I don't know. yeah, but so I mean, have you heard all the controversy currently as of uh, the twenty first of the fifth twenty two of uh, John Bon Jovi struggling at concerts? You've been reading yeah, that I, stuff. Yeah, I actually went on YouTube and watched a, a concert. Um, yeah. Well, I skipped the middle half because it's all the new stuff. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, yeah, nobody wants that. I yeah. watched that. He's struggling. He's not doing what he used to do. But then he's playing a stadium and everyone looks like they're totally into it and yelling along to every song. Like, Yeah, that's it. He's the getting people that are... they're there to see him. You know? Yeah, the people that are there are loving the experience. It's like going to see the Beatles. You couldn't hear them, but you're there in their presence. And I mm. think, you know, he's doing the shows because yeah, he's part of the machine. You know, he is the machine, and he, you know, all these people are dependent on him for income. So I guess, you know, he's got contracts to fill. His voice yeah. is fucked or he's got the flu, he's still got to go and sing. Of course, he's going to have, like you said, he's going to have bad nights, you know. You're not always going to be able to hit the notes on living on a prayer. You know, he's mm. fucking, what is he, 60-something now? The um, the thing is they all get older and they all have their voices deepen and they have to tune the songs down mm. to fix yeah. that. Like Billy Joel's tuned everything down half a step or a whole step. They all they all do it. Mm. Um. But yeah, people are enjoying the experience. I think they're kind of overreacting. Like he is, he might be pretty rough, but then people don't really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like back in the day when this came out, right? Axel in '91, you could go, he could sing a gig, and suck hard. Nobody was there with a video camera. You know, there was no evidence of your shitty concert. Now, everybody in the audience has got their video camera iPhone on. And as soon as you sing a bad note, it's on the net, and they're like, oh, you can't sing, you shouldn't go. It's a different experience, you know? Like, it should be good and bad at a live concert. It doesn't have to be amazing. Yeah, they, uh, it's good enough at live. And, you know, this is this is concert 200 of 400. Um, yeah, that's you know, a- They're having a rough time here, kids. <laughs> and it's yeah. also, there's a lot of bands playing to backing tracks 
Uh, mm. That's kind of the controversy as well. But it's like, you know, singers will have a backing track to the chorus where all the high notes are, and they yeah. kind of mime to that, but then they'll do the verses. I saw Vince Neil doing this the other night. They're getting through mm. it. Yeah, this, well, look, you know, these guys were kids when they started, and they're writing these songs with massive lungs and all the energy in the world, and now they're, you know, beyond it. But you yeah. you've still got bills to pay. You've got a lifestyle you're accustomed to. Just flog the horse until it dies. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that in the studio, they do push their vocals beyond what they can normally maintain, mm. even when they're young, you know? Yeah, true. And now it's 40 years later, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the studio, you get to take the time to hit it right, have the energy, be in the mindset, and, you know, be there, be focused. When you're out on tour, yeah, he's singing that fucking song every night, and that's just the tour after the album, let alone fucking 40 years after the album's come out, you're still singing, you know, Sweet Child of Mine. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't think people realise, like, I only ever played on small stages, mm. but two minutes under those lights? You are sweating. You're done. <laughs> You're fucking cooked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And those guys are jumping around for two hours and still performing the vocals at 60. Like, fucking hats off. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Give look, admittedly, admittedly, you sung any one song that many times you could do it in your sleep, right? For a certain period. When you're at your peak, let's say you've got 10 years, you could hit every note, not even have to worry about it, right? It's just muscle memory. But then those muscles fail. You uh, you age, you get sick, you you know. Mm. He could have <sighs> had the COVID is. too and his voice is a bit... Yeah, and he's sure. got to just get it back. He'll get it back next time maybe or oh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe you won't. I don't think That's they it. should... Uh, these are legends. Leave them alone, you fucking animals. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Leave them alone, you fucking animals. That's a good finishing line. Uh, so what do you rate this one anyway? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, mm, yeah. It's, oh, it's a tough one. I'll give it. I will give it, like, I'm only going to give it a 5 out of 10, mate. I'm just going to go half. You know, it's got uh, blinding songs, but not enough to stand on its own. Should have been just use your illusion, not one and two. Should have been a, a single album. I got seven and a half, but I'm kind of feeling uh -huh. maybe I got a bit excited. Uh -uh. <laughs> Because it's really half, half the album. Okay. It's the second half of the album. Oh, it's plus the first song. Ah, I only go seven and a half. I'll stick to my guns. It's okay. kind of a... Well, see, see, I think seven and a half is a pretty yeah. high score, you know? Uh, maybe a cool. seven or a okay. six and a half. Yeah. No, I'm going to go seven. We'll okay. split the difference. In the middle, seven. Solid. <laughs> like it. Yeah, yeah, revisiting, revisiting classic albums is hard. That's why I enjoy this podcast. You know, you go to albums that in your mind are amazing, and then you go back and listen to it, and you realize, actually, yeah, it was only a few songs. Yeah. we got to kind of remind people that we are trying to judge the album as an album, not the mm. you know, song by song 
There's a lot of trash you got to get through. Or there's a lot yeah, of the so average uh, shit. But if you're saying that, then you've rated it too high, right? If you're rating it as an album, it's not that great. It's more near down five, which is what I've given it. Yeah, seven. So we got so we got fourteen songs. I've got one. Yeah, how many barn burners Two, have you got? In three, there? four, five, six, seven. Shit. So I'm yeah, kind of seven. half and half on this one, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, and you're still giving it seven, seven and a half. I think I need now. to give it a five, don't I? Yeah, I got to change. Well, you don't have to. No, you give it. I mean, look. Well, I I pride myself as the logical one. Oh. <laughs> So I'm going five. Yeah, I have to stick oh, to it. Yeah. No, I've brought you down. Hear that, folks? I've, I've brought Dan down to my level. Yeah, I think if I'm going to do it to Tool, I have to do it to Guns N' Roses. Oh, that's it. <laughs> five and five. Feeling good. Yeah, half, half of it. And then the other half, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Snuck it on the head. I think we've done an amazing job as usual. <laughs> 